0: Hi friends, it's Jillian and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and your love life. Tune in every Monday as I share game-changing tips from guests and past episodes that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. I feel like the the two main barriers that I'm seeing, at least for me, come up in, in terms of Making new friends, so there's like the proximity and the the building a routine about getting out and meeting people. But then there's also busyness getting in the way. And yeah. I've just noticed this big, big shift. as we've hit thirty, everyone I know wants connection, and pretty much everyone I know at various points throughout this past year has told me that they, they're feeling a little disconnected and wish they were more social. But then everyone is so busy <laughs> with work, their partners, kids, like it's, it's so much. And so it's like, we all want these friendships and connections, but then a lot of us can't maintain them, can't put in the time. And as you said before, like yeah. the friendships are often the the last on the list of priorities because you can't really say no to your boss every day or you get fired, but you can certainly kind of like say no to your friend and like kick them down the yeah. the curb for a while. So how do we reconcile that need for connection and all of those hours that we have to put into making new friends when everyone is so busy that it's like my... I literally, my, my best friend group that's, that's here in Toronto, we're like trying to find a dinner date for months from now because no <laughs> one's schedules are coordinating and everyone is
1: so busy. I'm like, what is yeah. happening? I actually think there's a big mindset shift here as well that we all need to make because the truth is our friendships are a very important and unique source of social connection. Mm-hmm. And our social connections and our relationships are a fundamental aspect of our health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really are. Our social health is as important as our mental health, as our physical health, all the other domains of health and, and the health-promoting habits and activities that we prioritize for very good reasons, we don't think about our, our relationships in the same way. And that's to our great detriment. What's that, that stuff? Our... that loneliness is like at like 20 cigarettes yes. a day or
0: something? Or does... I, just, yes. I was so just reading is, that article.
1: Yeah. This has been, exactly. So this has been quantified. The research that you're talking about is the result of a meta-analysis, which is essentially when they study studies. So they've compiled a great number of studies on the consequences of loneliness and the impact that chronic loneliness has on our physical health is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So sad. Oh my God. Right. So it it is profound. And we see this across the board in terms of the impact that it has on our physical health. It increases the risk that we will have chronic health conditions. It actually decreases our lifespan. We're more likely to catch a common cold. Our immune system is compromised on the mental health side of things, which is obviously of great interest to me as a therapist. We see that we're more likely to experience anxiety and depression, substance use disorders. It really kind of spans a significant, significant range here. There's all kinds of implications for feeling disconnected when it comes to our work. And that's true whether we are an employee, a leader, a solo entrepreneur, that we are just less creative, less engaged, less productive when we feel lonely. And the flip side of this is that feeling connected actually enhances all of those outcomes that it doesn't just reduce the risk it actually increases our well-being and increases our output and we really need to be thinking about how am i carving out time for this fundamental aspect of health and well-being that's not easy to do but that recognition needs to happen before we're willing to take action because otherwise it just feels too um, disposable researchers have quantified actually how many hours it takes to build friendship so it looks like it takes about 50 hours, 5-0, oh, wow. to go from, let's say, a relative stranger to a casual connection or casual friend. Oh, wow! Really? And it takes about 200 hours to go to a best friend. Wow. wow. This is not insignificant, yeah. right? And in my experience, this is a big reason why... A lot of friendships don't form because it one again practically is just very difficult to get in that amount of time. But two, we have unrealistic expectations about the amount of time that it should take, mm-hmm. and so we put in a little bit of effort mm-hmm. in the beginning. We don't necessarily feel that close, or so we don't feel like the other person is really experiencing that, and so we say, "I guess this isn't gonna work. Yeah. I guess this isn't the friendship I thought it was," as opposed to putting in the time, continuing to put in the time, right? Making the most of that time, and we can talk about that in a second, but really getting to a place where you now have enough of a shared experience and memory bank to feel connected in the way that close friends do. Mm -hmm. So it does take a tremendous amount of time and it also matters how we spend that time. And this is where some of those things like shared interests, uh, certainly values, that's a big source of connection, Mm -hmm. right? What are you connecting on early on? we know that similarity for many people is the root or at least the starting point of a friendship because it's really an indicator that we could get along. And it's something easy to connect over initially, right? If you know, we're both interested in this activity. We both watch this show. We both have kids the same age. We're both writers, right? It's a safe topic. Yeah. And we, it's safe because we know the other person's interested and it's safe because we know a lot about that. And so we feel a little bit more confident and comfortable opening up about our experience or sharing information. We want to learn from someone. And so again, that conveys a certain amount of openness. I'm being open in terms of what I'm sharing, and I'm open to hearing your perspective too. So that really is why similarity is so important and helpful early on. That's not to say that we need to be identical to our friends.
0: Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out the episode description or show notes to find the full episode. It would mean so much if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. It really helps grow the show. And you can follow us on Instagram at teachmehowtoadultmedia or on TikTok at teachmehowtoadult for more hot tips. See you next time.